community to support one another in that. And so that's really what our fall program has been about. We've been using the book from uh, Reverend Wendy Craig Purcell, Ask Yourself This. And we have been asking ourselves questions to help us to transform. And this week we are concluding with questions to help us to uh, be more successful. And so as I was thinking about that over this past week, I realized that really the first place to start is to discern what does success mean to me, right? What does success mean to you, to me? Because before I can ask myself questions to support me in being more successful, I'd like to know what direction I'm going for that success. So what does success mean to you? Yeah, Margaret. To be happy. So Margaret, success is to be happy. Who else? Anybody else got one? Yeah. To have trust and faith in God. Anybody else? Yeah, done. To be loved. So these are beautiful. These are um, comments coming from people who have been working on self-transformation, right? Because the world out there would have a totally different definition of success, wouldn't it? Out in the world out there, success is achieving power, right? If I am powerful, if I have a powerful job or a powerful bank account or a powerful home, then I finally achieve success. And so I came upon a little story this week that kind of uh, reminded me of this, and I wanted to share this story with you. So in this little village, there was a stone cutter. And he was a poor stone cutter, lived in his little hut, and was hard at work one day, when all of a sudden he heard this crowd outside in the town, and he remembered, oh, the king is coming to visit the town today. And so he rushed from his stone cutting, and he went to the crowd, and he saw the king, and he thought, wow, that king is so powerful. Look at how all the people worship him. Look at how all the people adore him. I wish I had that kind of power. I wish I was the king. And the heavens heard him, and he was the king. And he thought, this is fabulous. I can feel everybody's adoration. I feel so powerful as the king. And look at this. I have my subjects down here that I'm in charge of and in control of. I feel this power. Went on and summer came, and he noticed was all of a sudden the crops in the field were starting to wither because the sun was so powerful and it was drying out the crops, and that the people, his subjects, were also feeling the impact of, of that sun and that heat. And all of a sudden he realized, oh no, the sun is way more powerful than I am as the king. I wish I was the sun. And so, like that, the king became the sun. And he thought, oh, this is wonderful. I feel so powerful up here in the sky, shining down, withering those crops. Look at this power that I have. And then he looked down and he saw a cloud. And suddenly his sunbeam, his light was blocked by the cloud. And he realized, oh, the cloud is even more powerful than the sun. I wish I was a cloud. And like that, he became a cloud. Oh, now, now I've got power. And he began to rain down upon the earth, and he saw the, the lakes and the rivers. They were flooding. He felt so powerful. And then he noticed that there was a rock that was there, and that the rain was not impacting the rock at all. The rock was standing strong and firm, and he realized, the rock is more powerful. I wish I was the rock. And he stood there 
immobile, feeling so powerful as the rock, knowing nothing could destroy him. And along came the storm. And he thought, oh, I wish I was a storm coming. And like that, he was back to the storm. So, I love that story, right? Because it reminds me that I can be constantly looking for something out there to be, to be more powerful. But who, what is it? What is it that makes me and you the most powerful? Oh, good, Bob, what is it? We're all unique. We just need to be ourselves, right, James? Connect to the Spirit. Be yourself. Connect to Spirit. In fact, you can be the most successful, the most successful, the most powerful you can be when you come from that divine Christ Spirit that is within you and act as your own unique, individualized self. And so the questions that we are asking today that will make us more successful aren't based on the success of the world. It's based on the understanding that we are the most successful when we show up in our truth and become that light of God expression. And we do that. We become successful as we ask ourselves questions to grow spiritually. We become successful as we recognize within who we really are personally. We become successful as we ask questions that help us to grow personally, as we ask ourselves questions to deepen our relationships with one another. We become successful as we are willing to find purpose in our life and experience happiness. We become successful as, last week we talked about releasing our inner genius. This is how we become successful. So what questions do we ask ourselves? Become more successful to live from that Christ-centered life. So the first set of questions has to do with the idea of what is impossible. So it's the question of is it really impossible? Right. So what I find is that when I am working from that consciousness of impossible and seeing only the problem, I begin to feel really helpless and unempowered. And so this is mine. This is mine that I've been working on. impossible to really be able to do anything. And many years ago, I came upon the understanding as I looked at the word impossible. If you take the first two letters, you've got the I and you've got the M, right? I am possible. I am possible. And it is through that spirit of Christ within that we find that place of possibility. So every time that I hear myself thinking, what can I do? I'm one of seven billion. This is impossible. I go right back to the remembering that, no, that I am spirit in me is what makes something possible. You've probably had people telling you in your lifetime that something's not possible, right? That's impossible for you. You're too old. Or that's impossible for you. You don't make enough money. But that's impossible for you. You don't have enough education. And my youngest daughter, Molly, is in fourth grade. Jerry and I went to her church at the time. And the teacher at that time, fourth grade, said to us, 
it's a good thing Molly's pretty because she's got something to get her two likes. Right? Now I see you guys, you're all going, right? This teacher didn't know about the way of thought that we have here at Unity, right? But that's what she said. Like, in fourth grade, ready to box a child into what was possible for them. I had the same, um, by the way, response as you. I just sat there and went. But it didn't stop there. In 12th grade, when Molly was in her English class, she completed an assignment, got a B on that assignment, but the teacher said to her, Molly, you will never be successful in college. You see, life out there, people out there, especially if they're not aware of these unity teachings and beliefs, they don't know what's possible. And so they try to keep us down. And so it's up to you and I to get really strong and to know that that is all false. That through God, through living in that space of the Christ within me, everything is possible. Unfortunately, Molly paid no attention to either of those teachings. So the next question that we look at is the question of, if I could solve the how, what would I do? Because what happens is we get so caught up in, in what we need to do, the how of it, that we don't make a decision, right? I don't know how I'm going to do this. Did you ever hear the phrase, you don't have to worry about the how, that'll be taken care of? Just make a decision. And so years later, it was about five years ago, that Molly made a decision. Molly decided that she was moving to Alabama. And she packed up her car. And at the time, she had Bo, her 140-pound dog. And I'm going, Molly, what are you thinking? This is impossible. Where are you going to find a place to live with a 140-pound dog? I became her voice of what was impossible. But Molly, not to be deterred, because Molly's never deterred, said, I'm going to figure this out. The how, it'll work itself out. And so in Molly's mind, at 21 years old, she decided that the how to this was that she'd buy a house. She's 21 years old. She has no savings, right? And I want to go to the impossible again. Molly, help, but I just shut up. She'll figure it out. How will work itself out? And she did. She found out that she could get an FHA loan. She would put zero money down. She found this sweet little house, a little ranch, across the street from the Tennessee River that flowed by with the barges coming by. It was beautiful. Gary used to laugh and say, Molly, that's the most expensive doghouse I've ever seen. But that love that Molly felt for that dog, I will make this work somehow, some way. It was that love, the harmonizing power of love that revealed the how to her. The how, there is always an answer to the how. Don't make your decisions based on not knowing how this is going to work out. Make a decision. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to walk with faith and with trust, knowing the how will be revealed step by step. And hear me when I say that doesn't mean there's work that doesn't get done, right? Molly had a lot of work to do to figure out the how. She did it. If I knew I would be successful, what would I be saying yes? I don't know about you, but I have in my lifetime had this fear of failing. Anybody ever have that? 
Well, how many things do you and I stop ourselves from saying yes to because we are afraid that if we do it, we will fail at it? I once heard a program on NPR that was about failing up. It was about understanding that every time we fail, there's just an opportunity to learn. And so we don't fail and then quit. We fail up. We say, what have I learned here? And then going with what I've learned here, let me try this again in a different way. I'm sure we've all heard the story, right, of Thomas Edison, who they said, you know, it took a thousand failures before he created the, the light bulb, right? He failed up. He said, okay, what have I learned? That's what he said. I haven't failed a thousand times. I've just learned a thousand ways not to do it. Right? So why, why are we not saying yes to because we're afraid of failing? And can we instead look at it and say, if I knew I could be successful, what would I do? I know I can't go through this all, and so I'm going to kind of go to the last one. What greater gift can this become for us? So, this is where the problem is, right? This is where the solution comes. Could I just know in every moment? I could dwell in possibility if I simply asked myself this question, what does love look like to me? If I allowed myself to move out of that place of this is impossible to the place of somehow, some way, love will lead the way, so what does love look like here? And whatever was in front of me, I just simply loved that. So there was a young girl. Alexis, thank you. And Alexis, at 12 years old, she saw an article about families that were leaving. Um, thank you. See, they were, they're here at 9 o'clock, so my brain's now getting tired. Somalia. They were leaving Somalia because there was a problem in Somalia. The, the crops were failing. There were, people were hungry, and so refugees were leaving Somalia. But the problem was that the families had to carry their children. The children couldn't walk on their own. They were so weak. But if they had too many kids, they couldn't carry them all. And so Alexis is reading this article and seeing that they had to make a choice to leave some of their kids behind because they couldn't carry them all. And she asked herself that question. She didn't get stuck in what can I, of one of seven billion people, do. Twelve years old, she instead asked herself the question, well, what can I do? In other words, what does love look like here? And what she realized, she came up with an idea. And she realized that the Native Americans had what was called a travail. Travail. Thank you. Travail. And you, you've seen them, I know you have, in the movies and stuff. You know, it's like two poles put together with a neck in between so that they can carry people or carry goods. And she realized that here was a solution. If she could make one that was very simple to recreate, then that could be the solution for people that were having to carry things long distances. And so she designed one. And it was made um, with, with a bamboo because bamboo is very, um, uh, there's a lot of it in Africa. So she knew that the material would be there. And all she had to do was come up with a wheel, a wheel design on it to make it really easy to pull and to carry things, which she did. She created this whole design. And then she found a wheel company that agreed to donate the wheels because that was the most expensive part of it. And then she got in touch with clinics over in Africa to say, I've created this. 
and I want to get these over to Africa so that she can use them to be transporting people because they, she knew there were people not getting to the clinics because they couldn't, they couldn't get there. There was no way to transport them. And at 12 years old, asking what does it look like to be loved, Jesus, right? Not giving in to the idea of impossible. At 12 years old, she found a solution. And she didn't stop there, right? I don't know how many of you avoid watching the news because it's so difficult to watch, but Alexis is a great example of watching the news and coming from that place of possibility. What can I do with this? What does love look like here? And so she saw another story. She's a little bit older at this time. And it was of a, a, a partner fire that had happened. And what she saw was that the mother and child were caught up on the second or third floor waiting for help. And that the mother, the smoke was coming in, and the mother was so concerned about this baby not getting help that she ended up dropping the baby, hoping someone at the bottom would catch it. And Alexis read this story and thought, there has to be another solution. And so what she realized was there were these things called smoke masks that people could put on, but that there was no way to get this smoke mask from the ground to a second or third floor apartment. As crazy as it seems, no one had ever invented it. So Alexis did. With a 3D printer, she made a football-shaped object that she could pack with this smoke mask that was very easily, like a football, thrown up to where it needed to be. And she's now getting in touch with emergency services around the country to say, here, this is the solution we have here. What would you do if you didn't let an idea of impossible in your mind? If you simply asked the question, what does love look like here? What is mine to do so that I can express this true Christ-like that I am? You know, for Edith, that's love. representatives here. For Edith, her sister is involved in an organization we contributed to with our Puerto Rican fund. She's involved with an organization taking medical supplies down to Puerto Rico. And so Edith, in asking the question, what's mine to do? How can I show up being who I am and be loved here? And what Edith can do is bake bread. Anybody ever had some of Edith's delicious bread? I see a few hands. So today in the community room, Edith is selling bread, and you can even order some for Thanksgiving or Christmas. She's taking orders, and she's donating those proceeds to her sister and that group that's going down to take medical supplies down to Puerto Rico. And each of you who, when asked the question, what is mine to do, gave so generously to those to the community. In, in, yeah, Texas and Florida and Puerto Rico and actually the Virgin Islands as well. And you gave generously. What can you do to support and help? And now we as a spiritual community could begin to constrict and say, well, what was ours to do? It was to do that. But look what happened. Right now we're, we're facing a little bit of a financial struggle here because we said yes to something. But we don't constrict because of it. We stay open and, and, and we know, we trust God is source. This will turn around because we are here in a community that believes in the possibility of this thing, that believes that we can be successful when we are that light of Christ expressing in the world, when we know that we don't need to get caught up in impossibility, 
when we can be empowered to simply act in love. For each of you willing to ask yourselves questions this week to lead a more successful life. So I want you to pull out your bulletin, and as we have each week in our bulletin, there's a question for you, two cards. This is your question to contemplate this week. Contemplate them all, but really take this one deeper. Right? So mine is, what do I need to become to manifest what I want? To, to live a successful life, what do I need to release and let go of? What do I need to embrace? Who do I need to become to be a successful conduit in God's love? Whatever your question is, I invite you to contemplate it this week. And what I'd like you to do, if you're willing to do that, is to sign these cards. And if you need a pen, to raise your hand because the ushers will come around and bring you a pen if you need it. And then we're going to put these cards in two places. One is in the offering basket, right? If the offering basket comes by, put your signed card in there, and they will get put up on the display board in the back. And next week, will that display board will be complete. It will have everybody's commitments and everybody's questions and be a testimony to how we have been willing to transform by asking ourselves questions that open our hearts, that expand our minds, that awaken our spirits. And the other one we're going to take home, and what are we going to do with that one? Put it someplace, right, where we're going to remember to contemplate it. Put it up on your bathroom mirror, on your coffee pot, on the dashboard of your car. Kate puts hers rubber banded on her cell phone. You know, whatever, so that you don't forget, so you don't come back here next week and go, oh, I forgot to contemplate my question. generate a successful life so that we can move from consciousness of problems to consciousness of possibilities. So many of you who have been here know that these are, this is what's called a cardboard testimonial, right? We've had two years now that we've done a cardboard testimonial, if you remember. We're going to have our third annual cardboard testimonial at the end of the month. And I would love for those of you who are sitting here to join me in creating your own cardboard testimonial. So what that looks like is there's a sign-up sheet on our information turnstile, and you can sign up on there and come to a workshop if you feel you need help and support in creating your cardboard testimonial. That will take place on November 19th from like 1230 till you know, 1.30, 2 o'clock, somewhere in there. You can make your own cardboard testimonial. And then the following week, you'll come back, and we will have our cardboard testimonial Sunday. Now, here's the beauty. I have to get up here and say something. If you're doing a cardboard testimonial, you don't. You just come up, right? Here's the first slide. everyone, for everyone. All right, so I want to end today with an affirmation uh, about success. And so uh, we're going to have Ed put that up on the screen for us as we remember that to be successful means living from that spirit of Christ within. And so this is our affirmation today. Will you join me in saying this together? I am divinely imprinted with all that I need to succeed. Let's say that one more time. 
I am divinely imprinted with all that I need to succeed. Now look for someone. We support one another in knowing these truths. So look at someone and let's affirm this for one another, changing the I to a you this time. So together, you are divinely imprinted with all that you need to succeed. Right. And then this community, right? Look at, look at how we've succeeded in bringing together goods for Thanksgiving baskets for the community of Westlake. And by the way, if you got here this morning and thought, oh, I forgot to do that, uh, Lee wanted me to let you all know that he'll be here for a couple of hours this afternoon. You can run out, local grocery store, come back with a canned good, and Lee will be here to receive it so everybody can participate this community as well. But we know that we, we are. So let's say it one more time. We are divinely imprinted with all that we need to succeed. Yes, we are, folks. Be blessed. Thank you.